You know, these are trying times, especially for our nation. And I want to thank all of you uh, for meeting in your homes as well as in cells. I want to say that that is also church. Church doesn't mean that we must come together in a big building. Church is where the people of God are. So wherever you are now, this is church. In Malaysia, we are going through a double whammy. Not only are we feeling the effects of COVID-19, politically, it's not over yet. We all know that. It is still volatile. But in the midst of such trying times, the key is this. We must respond, not react. I remember my professor of New Testament, Professor Jai Packer, someone whom I respect tremendously, and one of my favorite lecturers at Regent College Vancouver, has this Packer's proverb, which in my own life, I practice it as much as I could, and it's this. A man's reaction worketh not God's righteousness. Come, say with me. Can you all say with me? Are you ready? One, two, three. Worketh not God's righteousness. One more time. A man's reaction worketh not God's righteousness. Mean to say that when we react, the chances of us making wrong choices are very high. So we must respond. So how do we then respond in such trying circumstances and times in our nation? So I look at the Bible and look at all the times when the nation are in crisis in Israel and also the times when, when people are in crisis and I begin to draw out certain commonalities Certain common denominators. Now, each one of these, uh, I just selected four, have its own special reactions because every situation is different, right? But surprisingly, every one of these I selected has got common responses. And this is where I want to share with you that whatever they face during that time is no different from what we face today. So what then are the common responses? How do we respond in trying times? And the four crisis moments in the Bible that I have selected are these. Number one, Exodus 14, when the children of Israel was trapped between the Pharaoh's army and the Red Sea. I mean, how critical can that be, right? You come out of Egypt, and now you're between literally the devil and the deep Red Sea, all right? So the other one is 1 Samuel 17, when the entire armies of Israel were frightened off for 40 days, and suddenly a man appeared called David, and he had to face a challenge in the form of Goliath. Second Chronicles 20, King Jehoshaphat, we have mentioned many times in this church, faced a vast army, too big for him to fight. What did he do? How did he respond? And finally, I picked one from the New Testament, when Paul and Luke faced a storm 
as they were on the way to Rome, how did they respond? Because we are all in some kind of a storm right now. So how do we respond in trying times? There are four postures. Number one, very, very consistent in each and every one of these four. Do not fear. So everybody say, do not fear. One more time. Do not fear. Exodus 14, verse 13 to verse 19 says, Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Why? Because fear is natural. There's nothing wrong with fear, understand? It will come when we face a crisis. But the key is this, do not let it overwhelm you. So it's the same for what we are facing today. We panic, we do things wrong. When we, I told you, don't react or respond. Huh? So Moses, the first thing God told Moses to tell the people is, do not fear, stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Same for David. David said to Saul when he faced Goliath, when we face challenging times, do not lose heart. Let no one be discouraged. Lose heart means discouraged. When we are afraid, you lose heart, right? When you are afraid, you are discouraged. So David said, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 15. Listen, King Jehoshaphat, and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Same thing, very consistent. It shocked me when I saw this. Common phrases, common denominators. Because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. And Acts 27, verse 23 to 24, when Saul and Luke, why Luke? Because the word we is mentioned. Huh? Luke, we, 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 means the, the author of Luke. Uh, author of Exodus Luke. So he was there. So last night, an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me, Paul said, and said what? Said what? Do not be afraid. In other words, don't fear. Paul, you must stand proud before Caesar and God has graciously given you the lives of all who save, who sail with you. So how do we respond to trying times? The first posture for every one of us is do not be afraid. Do not fear. Say this with me one more time. Are you ready? One, two, three. Why? Why? Because fear does three things to us. Number one, when we have fear, we doubt God. God, are you there? You remember the 10 spies? who went to the promised land. When they came back, what did they do? They saw fear, right? Oh, yo, the giants are so great. We cannot go in. The walls are so high. Two people sold faith, Caleb and Joshua. The key is this. We don't sow fear. We don't frighten ourselves as well. The more we talk about things, no, no, I'm not saying that we're not realistic. We must be realistic. But 
The key is this. Don't be afraid. Don't sow fear. Fear also distorts our perspectives. We begin to see things differently and very, very important, when there is fear, it dries our faith. There's no faith. When there is fear, there's no faith. So what happens is we become faithless, we lose faith, we discourage, and we go on a spiral downwards. That's why again and again, even in these trying times in our nation, I say to you, my friend, especially for those of us who believe in God, do not fear. I'm not saying don't be fearful, but don't let it overcome you. Don't let it overwhelm you until it paralyzes you. Don't do that. Why? Because when you're fearful, you react. And a man's reaction worketh not God's righteousness. I want to say this. Ultimately, God has given us not the spirit of fear, wow, but of what? Power, love, and a sound mind. Can you read this with me? 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. On the contrary, as children of God, understand, who believes in God, this is a time of testing. This is a time when our faith is now brought into to bear. This is a time when, you're, when we know whether your, your faith is real or not. Okay? So rather than fear, we must now have faith, power, love, and a sound mind. Okay, let's read 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 in the KJV with me. Are you ready? 1, 2, 3. But of power and of love and of a sound mind. One more time. But of power, of love, and a sound mind. Every one of these words are very important. Power, why? Because authority. All right, no point talking about authority from the pulpit and, and from in, in, in the, but it is true. So he has given us the authority. So fear drives out authority. So no fear, and then we stand authoritatively. Number two, love. Perfect love casts out what? Fear. Love. And thirdly, a sound mind. Because when we are fearful, we begin to do illogical things. On the 7th of February, the alert in Singapore for the COVID-19 was raised to orange. And this is what happens. <laughs> this was sent to me by my friend, and this is his mother. It is not photoshopped. So she has two fridge, fridges. Isn't it illogical? These are perishables. So the family will be eating vegetables for breakfast, lunch and dinner. <laughs> and we have seen in, in, the, in, the, in the Facebook, right? Fight, people fighting for toilet paper. Up to today, I still don't know why they fight for toilet paper. Because as far as I know, None of the symptoms of COVID-19 is diarrhea, you see? <laughs> I still don't know why they fight for toilet paper. So number one, everybody say, do not fear. Do not fear. 
because fear dries out faith and makes you do stupid things. Believe me, when you react and make choices out of fear, anger, disappointment, etc., 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 or negative emotions, the chances are it's a wrong decision. Remember, a man's reaction worketh not God's righteousness. Take it from a very wise, godly man, Jai Pekka, who today says he's totally blind now, but who can say, I am blind, but I can still see God. Second posture. When I find common in all the times when Israel was facing a national crisis, even when we face a personal crisis, is stand firm. Stand firm on what? On God's word. Not on the pundits. Not on your opinion, my opinion. Why? Because we are carnal. We react, you see. And, and even the pastor's opinion is not, doesn't mean it's, a, it's the right thing. So the most important thing is stand firm on the word of God. On the word of God. Everything will pass away. The word of God will never, never pass away. Stand firm on God's word. Stand firm on God's promises. Why? Because 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 says, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes and amen in Christ. One more time. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes and amen in Christ. It's a promise of God. When God makes a promise, he will keep it, right? So, what do you have faith in? The word of God. Not in men's opinions. Not in good advice. No. The best of men are still men at best. So go back to the word of God. Stand firm on God's word. And that's what I find in all four. I'm just going to share with you a few. All right. Exodus 14, verse 13 and 14. Moses said this, do not be afraid. And then he goes on to say the second posture. Stand firm. And you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Lord will fight for you and you only need to be what? Be still. Stand firm. Be still. Don't panic. Because a man's reaction does not work God's righteousness. You see, it's so very important. Stand still. Stand still. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 17. Come, read with me. Are you ready? One, two, three. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. So the second posture is stand firm. Okay, stand firm. Again, 2 Chronicles uh, chapter 20, verse 9. You know this. I've mentioned this how many times? All right. Read with me. One, two, three. Comes on the waters. Whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before the temple that bears your name and then we'll cry out to you in our distress. Stand firm. Stand firm in the presence of the Lord again and again and again. We must do that, understand? You know, you know uh, this is something that probably many of you don't know about me. 
um, you know that I am a brown belt taekwondo exponent. Yeah? You won't know. Huh? I don't look like it. I know I've, I look very gentle and I won't even harm a fly. I won't even harm a fly. But you know, I, I'm a brown belt taekwondo. How, why? Huh? Because when I was a medical student, you know, just to release stress, huh? I, 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 I take up taekwondo classes in the evening. You know, and, uh, and uh, incidentally, just in case, wow, brown belt. Huh? Brown belt is only next to white. <laughs> it's a long way to black. Huh? Okay. So it's not so great. Okay? So, so um, I, I remember in the evening, this, so this, uh, I'm, I'm holding a mic, never mind, I'll, I'll demonstrate to you. Huh? It's okay. Uh, if I can remember the moves, all right. You know, one of the things that the instructor will come is this. We do this. Maybe this way better. No? This is the camera. <laughs> Hi! No, he will then come. He will correct our, our, our posture. And suddenly, uh, he will kick us on. No? Very painful. Bam! He will kick. You don't move. Very good. In Kung Fu, they call it Chatma. Your stand or your stance is very important. Why? Because the moment you lose your balance, you're finished. You're finished. Stand. Stand. Ephesians 6 verse 13 to 14 says, Therefore, read with me. This is what God wants you and I to do, my friends. Hear the word of the Lord. And let us respond God's way in these trying times. Shall we do that? All right, read with me. Huh? Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13 and verse 14. One, two, three. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, stand firm then, with the felt of truth, buckle around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and so on and so on. It comes the description of the armor of God. Again and again, three times, in one verse, after you put on the armor of God, what do you do? Panic? No! Stand! 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 So we need to stand firm. In other words, don't go young, go young. Cannot allow things to move a face. Understand what? On the word of God. That's why we must read the word of God. That's why in, you must have the word of God inside of you. Understand? And the promise of God. Listen. Do you think that when the children of Israel was brought out of Egypt and God took the trouble to bring them out after over 400 years of bondage, do you think that God will allow them to be defeated and killed? No. Do you think Paul, when God promised him, you will go to Rome, Paul, do you think he will drown on the way? No. God has promised you he will fulfill it. Amen. Amen. It's the same. Even though we don't see the light at the end of the tunnel in COVID-19, politically, we must believe and trust God, understand? And herein lies my third and fourth posture, which I will put together. In every one of these four instances that I have mentioned in the Bible, we must give time.
time for God to act. Don't be in a hurry. Don't be impatient. Because again, impatience doesn't generate faith. Impatience drives you to do stupid things. A man's reaction workers, not God's righteousness. 10 out of 10, I've seen it before. Listen to the wise old professor. Give time for God to work. And we have seen it even in our own nation. The cabinet, well, we have our opinions, is not that bad. Belief that God will bring forth the deliverance in a special way in due time. God will deliver, understand? God will save. Let me close by sharing with you my own experience of why it is that if we panic, if we are fearful, if we are angry, if we are disappointed and we make choices and decisions uh, and allow the fear and the anger and the disappointment, all negative emotions uh, to overwhelm us, we will make wrong choices in life and we will be defeated. In my entire life, I had only one major accident. And it was really major. I was still in KK, practicing as an obstetrician and gynecologist. I remember that evening, it was a very long day. It was about five, six o'clock, six o'clock maybe in the evening. And in KK, around six o'clock, it's quite dark already, you know. I came out of my clinic. In order to come home, I need to cross uh, uh, the, the road on, on this side to go to this side. I need to turn right. But I need to watch the car on my right. But in order to go to that, I need to watch the car on my left because I need to go to that road. So there's a stop there, the gap there, right? And, and, and people can turn in here as well. So I was waiting for a long time. The cars keep coming. And then I spotted an opening. No car on my right. No car on the, on the, on the left in, in the road in which I was going into. So I was about to go and accelerate. Then one car came speeding on that other side and, and cut into it. So I had to brake and stop. And in, in, in that moment, cars came. Oh no, I wasted my time. I got to wait again for another few more minutes. I was so annoyed with this guy. You know, I was waiting so long. Why can't you wait? Huh? Why must you speed to come here? See? So I waited. And then I saw no cars on my right, no car on my left coming very near. So I was about to go. And then I saw one car doing the same thing, you know, speeding. I said, I'm not going to give in to you this time because if, if I give in, I could wait another 10 minutes. So I accelerated, tried to beat that car. But as I did that, I didn't see a motorbike coming here. Bang! He hit me. He flew 20 feet up in the air. Bang! He landed on, on my windscreen in the front. And it was a Malay boy. I wasn't injured because 
proton not too bad lah. Proton, proton quite strong one. So it was it was dented, but what's more important, I got out of the car. I look at the boy. He had internal injuries. Almost every bone on his legs was fractured. I carried him. I didn't know what to do because everybody was then crowding around that time. I got my staff to take him to hospital while I just recollected. Long story short, he survived, but he had to go through several operations. I almost killed a man. The next few months was terrible for me. I had to go to the police station, etc., etc., etc. The key is this, my friend. You taught me a lesson. Fear, anger, disappointments, frustration, anything negative will cause you to do illogical things, blindside you, cause you to lose your perspective. And in the end, you lose your authority. You lose love. At that moment, I lost it, and I didn't have a sound mind. In this moment like this, don't fear. Moments like this, stand firm. Understand, on the word of God. Moments like this, give time for God to work. He's a good God. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. Remember, what He has started, He will finish. And ultimately, it will turn out well. Let's pray. Every one of you, put your heads, bow your heads. Whether you are here, or whether you are in yourself, or whether in meeting together as a family, I want to affirm you that even as we follow these steps and shrine in the eternal Word of God, when we face trying times, I believe that God will work. He is working, but give Him. Give him time to work. Like the children of Israel, he took time for the wind to come. Like Paul, he had to go through the storm. Jehoshaphat, he had to work, get the people to to organize them. And as he began to do that, we we read the Lord set up ambushes. Give time for the Lord to set up. You need time to set up the table for dinner, right? Give time for God to set up. He is working in your life. He is working in our nation. But let's continue to trust Him, my friend. Let's continue to trust Him. He is a faithful God. He is a good God. He will turn out well for us. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, in Jesus' name, we trust You, God. We trust You indeed. We trust You. 
no matter what happens to our nation whatever happens in our own lives at the very moment god you told us again and again do not be afraid i am here stand firm stand firm on the promises of god give me time to work give me time to work at the end victory will be ours God is not too early. God is not too late. God is always on time. God is always on time. Oh, we bless you, Father. We really bless you this day. We have faith in you, Lord. Again and again, you are firm. This the battle belongs to the Lord. The battle belongs to the Lord, and we fight from victory, not for victory. Because Jesus Christ has already won the victory in the cross and in the empty tomb, He is alive. His period of Lent. Let's continue to look at Jesus, the finished work of the cross, and when we come to Easter, we can celebrate. He is risen. He is risen. We bless you, Lord. We bless you. Praise your name, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Wherever you are, can you stretch your hands to the Lord as an act of surrender, as an act of complete trust in a God who has never failed and who will never fail us? Because glory, honor, power, strength belongs to the Lord. Father, we trust you. Not in chariots, not in horses, not in the efforts and the wisdom of man, but we trust in you, Lord. That you will honor your promises and your word to us. And truly, if God is for us, who can be against us? That all things will work out for good. To them who loves you, and to those who are called according to your purpose, that neither life nor death, nor principalities nor powers, nor things on earth, nor under the earth, nor angels nor demons, nor height nor depth, nor anything in all of creation. Will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. We thank you. We thank you, Lord, that we have hope in you. And so may the Lord bless you and keep you this day. And so may the Lord make His face always to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And so may the Lord turn His face. To us, every one of us, and always grants us shalom. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. Now, God's people say, "Amen." Let's give God a clap offering.